This episode of Before the Trainwreck podcast is brought to you by the Grondike Soap Company. Guys, I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every single day. Tactical Soap is a handmade natural product made in the United States of America from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not endocrine disrupting chemicals that are going to lower your testosterone. Both the soap and beard oil is infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and that will automatically apply 10% off your order. Consider grabbing one of the trifecta packs to save even more. If you are a bearded man and want a majestic beard like yours truly, the God of War beard oil is hands down the best beard oil product I've ever used. Gentlemen, this is the most manly handmade soap that we know of. Other soaps are going to get you clean. This one will get you dirty. Again, you're going to want to visit coopersoap.com now and place your order. That's Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R, soap.com now. All right, what is up? We are at the 31st installment of the Unplugged Alpha series. Welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day, also known as uh, get a steak and a blowjob day. Um, hope you guys are having a good night. And um, this will be a fun one. I have... I have a, a friend on with me who wants to add a little bit of frame around the context of tonight's show with dealing with, uh, you know, the cold hard truths in life because we kind of go different directions with it. Everybody responds to it in a different sort of way. And we've had some uh, dialogue on the subject, um, you know, months before in some private Zooms. So I figured it'd be good to bring him in and uh, just sort of chop it up and bring you some context on this one. So we're going we're gonna to call you recent tonight. What's up, brother? hey what's going on rich we got some alliteration going there yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep you anon because uh you're a real important guy okay. <laughs> i don't know about that we I gotta just, keep you on the down low brother we gotta keep you on the down low all right so um you dm me this uh topic two or three days ago and i was like yeah hey, you know let's make this the you know the conversation piece for monday night show so do you want to explain to the listeners what it is that you wanted to sort of chop up on with the uh the whole dealing with the cold hard truth stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I had been chatting with a couple other guys in the group, and this concept. Uh, well, actually, I'll I'll lead with uh, with with the punchline, almost the, the, a little bit of vulnerability here. I had had some self reflection recently about what my sticking power is or isn't going to be. What do you mean by sticking power? uh, My personal concern about my risk of slipping backwards into blue pill when it comes to, you know, getting back out there and, and, and whatnot. And so I had this reflection of what, you know, how, how, how successful am I going to be at holding the line and not falling back into that, into that frame. And so that led me down a path of thinking about, how different uh, people respond and how different different paths that people take after they become red pill aware, mm-hmm. right? And so I think some of them we know, right? Some of them, some people take the darker approach and they go to MGTOW. Some of them, you know, just use it as a tool to ramp up their ability to slay. And then I think a lot of people at some point have to find some space in between those two extremes of figuring out how do they use red pill to serve them in the best way possible. And so 
yeah, the question of what what are the different paths that people end up taking and, and why do they take it and how is it even potentially related to the way they came to be red pill aware? Was it a violent awareness that was thrust upon them? Was it a slow sort of thing? And then, you know, even thinking about to a degree, uh, I've got a son and I was reflecting to a buddy of mine, you know, I didn't have anyone teaching me these lessons. I had to come to it after 35 plus years on my own and figure it out through trial and error. Mm-hmm. And which is what red pill is, right? It was a bunch of guys doing trial and error and, and sharing notes and, and, and figuring shit out. But you know. I just want to, I just want to pause for a sec. I'm just going to post a, a poll in the live chat over on YouTube. So if you guys are watching around Twitter, Facebook, whatever, come over to YouTube. It's, it's live there. Um, and I just want to ask you guys um, watching right now, was it trauma that brought you to the unplugging? So I'll just throw that question mm-hmm. there, hit the poll, and I'll just pin it up to the top. I think there's a way I can pin it up there. Sorry, go ahead, recent. Yeah, so, you know, even thinking about what brings you to Red Pill, what paths do you take from Red Pill, um, how are those two things connected? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen, Rich, a lot of trends over the years of people coming to Red Pill and the different paths they take. And I can imagine you probably can think of some people that kind of entered into the space and then, you know, ghosted, fell mm-hmm. off for whatever yeah, yeah. reason, and then others that have stuck around and they've integrated it to the degree that they, you know, it serves them. But um, yeah, so that was the high level topic with that little nuance of, I'm, I might have a little worry about my ability to stick with it. I've got a little self-doubt. Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, not just you, have the self-doubt and revert back to their old ways, you know, the comforting lies. Um, so setting aside... That's it. You just hit the, the key word, the comforting lies, right? Yeah, like yeah. Because pill is brutal. It's honest. It is because it's because they're because it's a collection of un, uncomfortable truths, right? And it's not comfortable knowing that a woman is never going to love you unconditionally, right? It's 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 highly unlikely. I mean, sure, there's some exceptions. You know, perhaps there's probably guys, um, you know, that'll watch this at some point, you know, over the next few weeks and say something in the comments like. I've been married for 82 years and I went bankrupt 17 times and lost my job 32 and, you know, my wife stuck with me through everything. That's true. You know, like I've seen those comments too, but the the cold hard truths that come with the, with the unplugging are, you know, it's like that whole jagged pill, like once you swallow it, you can't spit it back up sort of thing. I mean, you know, you can try, you know, you can you can try and go back to your old ways and that's usually when guys sort of like blend, you know, the two versions of being plugged into comforting lies and unplugging from the comforting lies and seeing the cold hard truth. You know, they call it the purple pill in the pill world because it kind of blends the two colors. Mm, I hadn't heard of purple pill before. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like an a la carte. It's like, you know, I'm going to take some of this that I like over here with the cold hard truths and I'm going to take some of these comforting lies over here because, you know, like I really like them and I'm kind of blend it up and I'm going to serve myself this dish of, you know, uh, bullshit and truce you know kind of together <laughs> right yeah but well you're also your point there and somebody else mentioned this in the in the chat group that this came up a bit you can never turn off your awareness right there is no it's not life after red pill as if it's gone away it's mm-hmm. just life after red pill awareness right because that awareness is ingrained it's there and, and if you slip back to the comforting lies um you still know underneath that 
it's phony that there's you know that that risk uh is is, is do still they though because i mean like how many guys do you know that 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 have been married they've been through the grinder they got divorced they lost you know lost half the world they have limited access to their kids you know you have a conversation with them over a beer or a meeting or an event or something like that and they're like i'm never getting married again and then a year or two later he's living with a chick and he's married again right well you know uh you joked at the top about me being anonymous, it's not because I'm important. It's because I'm in the tail, hopefully, the freaking tail end of a divorce. And um, yeah, I've been asked that question. Are you ever going to get married? And my answer at this point is, you know, not unless it's uh, it's a, it's a woman that wants to help me raise my kids and be a stay at home mom and and is the proper side of the you know red pill equation. And the likelihood of me finding that is low. And and of course, I wouldn't do it without a prenup, but you know, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Why do people slip back? What's the different versions, right? What are the paths? And where do people find themselves six months after Red Pill Awareness, two years after it, five years? How long have you been on this journey now, Rich? How long would you say you're Red Pill Aware? So I think the books that open up the can of worms for me were probably Rolo's first book, second book, and then the Evo Psych stuff that I got into as well. Um, and all of it was just like, okay, I, you know, I get it now. And um, now I understand why things are the way they are. I mean, they mostly deal with women, right? But I was having a conversation with a guy the other day on a Zoom in one of the business um, groups that I run. And, you know, he was talking about how he is basically making approaches to uh, prospects and they're not really giving him the time of day they're they're somewhat frigid you know towards him and they basically rush him off and you know this is a guy that's in the group and he's red pilled and he knows about women and cold approach and he was telling me about his poa stuff at one point so i said to him i go you know it's not that much different than dealing with women in genuine burning desire right like chapter three in my book i talk about genuine burning desire and why it's important and i said to him i go it's basically the same thing with these prospects. If they don't see the value in inviting you into their business to do something to solve a problem, you know, for them, they're not going to do it. You know, the same way a woman that you might be interested in is not interested back in you and has low desire or she's indifferent or doesn't care, she's not going to be responsive. She's not going to answer your uh, phone call. She's not going to respond to your text or your email sort of thing. Same thing. These prospects don't have the level of desire that you're looking for, right? And we kind of had to, you know, deal with, you know, a few different areas after that but the point that i'm driving at here is that you know the unplugging process brings you to the truth the red pill and yeah you can apply it to women but i've seen myself apply it to every area of life not just women self-care oh, totally. you know, finance everything too right yeah. so um you know business transactions interactions with people in business you know colleagues in that area too so um i like to broaden the scope and it's like you know i just don't take that i mean i've got my I got my nighttime pills over here because I got to take them, you know, before bed. So I'm going to hold up my little capsule. But, you know, I just don't take, you know, the one pill, right? I just like to spread that out in all in all areas of my life and just say, you know, let's take these cold, hard shoes and examine them in more than just one area. Because I think that the, that the, that the big mistake that a lot of guys make is all they do is they focus on chasing pussy. It's, it's notch count, notch count, notch count, lays, you know, you know, one after the other after. It's like... That gets, it gets boring after a while, you know, like 
It really does, right? Well, there's I, way too much know. focus in that area, and I think that's why a lot of guys get get lost or they get confused about next steps in life, right? Because they don't just see it as more than just girls. No, that's that's a good point. I mean, it's not just life after red pill awareness with women. It's life after red pill awareness with in all aspects. I think I probably was thinking a bit more explicitly about women. Okay, you you become aware now what, right? And there's definitely phases that I think most guys go through where they are using the tools and getting good results. And there's kind of a crescendo and a holy fuck. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first time that there's that burning desire sex that just, just you know, I mean, this is how perverse my relationship was i had convinced myself that i wasn't that sexual and that it wasn't that big of a deal that my sex life with my wife sucked Mm. and the first time i smashed afterwards with real burning desire and she just couldn't you know fill in the blank keep her hands off me whatever yeah blows your mind so of course you're going to then want to go out there and and enjoy the candy for a little bit but Mm. you know after that what right after that what for your business for your life for your for who you're trying to build as a person. But, um, but how, how long have you said you, would you say you've been red pill rich? Has it been 2017, years, 10 years? let's say 20, 2016, 2017. So it hasn't been that long. Okay. So yeah, six, seven years. So this will be, you know, interesting to see even, you know, the journey that you go on too. And, yeah, well, and where you land five years from now, 10 years from now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, you know, like I talk about it in the intro of my book where it's like, you know, like the whole sequence of events that led me up to sort of taking the proverbial red pill was beyond just women. It was like watching what the government was doing with the regulations and how they were dealing with financial institutions and what they did to the industry that I built the business in, what happened during the divorce machine, what happened after the divorce machine when I had that relationship with a single mom. And it's like, a lot of our lives and time that we spend as men is often, you know, tied up around women, you know, because that's cause that's why we're here on the earth, right? I mean, we're here to scatter yeah. seed, right? Like that's what we're doing. That's it. Yeah. But there's a lot more to it than just that. And stepping back from the whole women part of things and realizing that, you know, there's a lot of different spokes that keep a wheel up. You know, I did this cast a month and a half, two months ago, or something like that, where I was talking about the seven main spokes that. Um, are used to evaluate your sexual marketplace value. But, you know, if you take a look at a wheel on a bicycle, it's got dozens of spokes. I don't know how many it's got in total, 70, 80, something like that. I mean, there's there's multifacets to unplugging from lies in life. Like one of the things that I like to talk about that is difficult to talk about on YouTube is tying the unplugging process into things like, you know, politics, you know, living life. you know, choices in life when you're dealing with women beyond just dating them or, or, you know, the typical smashing, you know, conversation that comes up. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think you're touching on an element too. I have not met a, a, a dumb red pill aware person. Let's just put it that way. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. there, obviously there's various degrees of achievement and, and intellect, but everyone that I have interacted with any substance they're smart guys, right? They apply patterns in their lives. Now they were misapplying them for a while um, and before they became blue pill aware or red pill aware. But um, 
you're you're spot on that you can't unsee it and when you see that pattern you you naturally start to apply it in other places and i would say the entrepreneurs that come to the group maybe even have a little bit of an easier time because they have some red pill awareness just from the reality that you can't deposit in good intentions in business right you can only deposit results so business yeah. was the beginning of red pill for me mm -hmm. um, but i just didn't realize it yeah that's true you know because i'm in the same boat i mean you know we're both business owners and that's that's uh that's kind of our own personal origin stories but yeah i mean you're absolutely right about that that's uh that's very true because when you do get into having to run your own thing and you deal with things like lawsuits, insurance, accountants, taxes, employee issues, you know, like the list goes on and on and on, right? Like yeah. there's like there's a realization at some point like, oh shit, entrepreneurship isn't sugar and spice and all things nice. This is actually hard, but I know why people do it. Well, not just is it hard, but you know, the adage of business is easy, people are hard, right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that's a better way to assess it is, is business is, is easy, but the things that come at you like people are hard. Yeah, absolutely. Which is back to the harsh reality of red pill, right? The inconvenient truce. You know, yeah. you don't close the cell, you're not getting the check. You know, that's just, that's, and the nice thing about business is that you have the opportunity to iterate quickly, right? You can try things, fail, try new things, fail, try new things, fail which again is the origin of the red pill and the manosphere, right? A bunch of guys coming together, comparing notes, sharing what worked, what didn't, and, and slowly convalescing or, or con, uh, consolidating around these, uh, these truths that Rollo and you and others ha have put into articulate words and, and, and ideas. But again, so like, I guess we're to wrap back to this original topic, what is life after red pill awareness? And, and I think what we're touching on here is that it touches different parts of your life in different ways. And so, yeah, so let me phrase a question to you this way, recent, just so we can kind of um, get some more provoking thoughts on this. I like to ask this guy like questions like if I could wave a magic wand right now to solve this problem that that you're dealing with, what does that look like for you? Um, are you phrasing that as the problem that I'm dealing with in the sense of my, uh, yeah, cause, you have, cause I mean, you got a bit of a hang up. I mean, you got a little bit like you're kind of marinating on this idea. Like I know we've kind of talked about this or a version of this, you know, in the past. So, well, I, I mean, guess the problem is, is just making a decision now that I have this information, what am I going to do with it? And what do I actually want? Right. Mm -hmm. Do I, do I want to roll the dice and slip back? into the, un, you know, the, the lies, the comforting lies and, 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 and hope it's not a statistic. Do I want to go hardcore? Like my, my buddy Moff that likes to come on and, and chat. That's, you know, very focused on uh, marriage is not on the table mm -hmm. or any one of the people that are in between that are in the middle, right? We've got LTR. Well, you got to apply it, you know, the way that you want so that it's going to serve you. Right. Cause I mean, that's, that's what the entire concept of mental point of origin really boils down to is making decisions and choices that 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 are fully aligned with your origin self, like yourself being at at the center of that and then and then kind of building out from there. Right. Like, I mean, you know, you're going to build the best version of yourself. You're going to build the best version of your business now that you have all this new information. You're going to build the best version of a family. You're going to build the best version of a relationship or relationships that you choose to have going forward with women. Um, you know, single or plural, you know, whatever direction you decide to go. I think that you well, just well, kind of build it the way that you want, isn't it? Like, well, that's it. But you've it's got kind to of make, like a build a bear. 
Yeah, but you you have to make very intentional decisions. If I if I had to use a word that that represented my first you know, adult journey, it was potential, right? What's the potential here? What can I make happen here? And now mm. as I move into the second stage of my life, it's what's my intention? What do I, mm. what do I intentionally want to accomplish and to do and to be? And so, yeah, it's the best version of all those things, but in just like in anything else, there's compromises and you, you know, you can't have the Mario Kart uh, you know, game where there's, you know, seven attributes and you max out each one of them. That's just not how it works, right? You got to decide, are you going to max out your finances? You're going to max out your ass. You're going to max out what, what travel, what, whatever it is. And so just being intentional and then how that layers into your mm -hmm. awareness of red pill, you know, the relationships that you have, um, and, and again, that little, you know, item that I shared at the top of, you know, that little bit of self-doubt of am I going to be able to maintain that red pill awareness or not the awareness, because as I said, you can never be, you, you can never unlearn it. You can never unsee it. But the thing about all this is, is it's, is it's going to be as complex as you want to make it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to listen to a four or five hour cast on somebody breaking down one concept, there's stuff out there, right? Um, so, I mean, the, I mean, the first question I would ask myself is what kind of life do you want to live? And for me, the answer, you know, since I've, since I've considered this myself, you know, for a while now is I want an elf life, man. I want easy, lucrative and fun. Right. So <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's an old acronym that I got from Joe Polish when I used to listen to, um, the, I love marketing podcast back in the day when I was running my business and doing the pay-per-click marketing and the Facebook ads and all that stuff. Like even in you know, like the early days when Facebook first started to offer that. Yeah. And just like listen to him and Dean Jackson sort of chop it up in the podcast. I'm like, yeah, definitely an elf business is the way to go versus the other side of it, which is a half business, which stands for hard, annoying, lame and frustrating. Right. So when I go and design my life now, like I'm looking around at like, okay, well, when I'm going to get involved with something or like, I've only got 24 hours in a day and I know that that's finite and there's only so many days that, are, you know, they're going to be left in my life. Like, how do I want to spend them? Yeah. Right. So I'm asking myself questions like, okay, well, if I go to this event and I'm around these people, or if I, you know, do this with, with family or my girlfriend or whatever, it's like, you know, there's all these sort of like things that, that sort of pop up in my head. And it's like, okay, was, is this an elf event? Is this an elf um, day? Is this an elf weekend? Is this an elf trip? You know, easy, lucrative and fun. So I just don't want to complicate my life unnecessarily, but at the same time, like I've got to be, I used to ride motorcycles. I mean, like, you know that. So yeah. You know, like one of the things that riding motorcycles taught me was keeping my head on a swivel because everything on the road is bigger and heavier than you and it can pretty much kill you, right? Or you can hit it and you can, yeah. you know, fuck yourself yeah. up pretty bad too. So, you know, I've, I've just by baseline nature ever since riding a motorcycle always just kept my head on, head on a swivel and, you know, just been attentive to things going on. It's that attentiveness to things going on, then throwing the you know, like the red pill awareness on top of it. So now it's like, okay, well, if I'm with a, a chick, let's say, and she's on her phone constantly and she's hiding the device or it's face down or, um, you know, there's any number of those red flags that might pop up. Yeah. Not only has the alertness always been there, I might have just dismissed it in the past, but now that, you know, I've unplugged, I can be like, yo, unlock your phone and pass it over. Let me have a look. Right. And then I know what the next steps are from there. 
Well, that's exactly how I would run it too. I mean, it's got to be on the spot. It's got to be a surprise, right? Like she can't have a moment to go and delete anything or like fuck around or anything like that. You know, it's a random spot check. But um, I mean, there's any number of ways that you could tackle it. Like, dude, we could spend 30, 40, 50, 80 hours chopping this up in the, you know, number of different ways that you want to do it. But I think at the end of the day, like you want to ask yourself, like when I'm examining this object, event, uh, date, whatever it happens to be, how do I design that for me so that it, so that it serves me one and two, it's easy, lucrative and fun. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, blue ocean opportunities, you know, elf, uh, the concept makes a lot of sense. I think it's interesting. You know, I'm a bit of a stoic uh, buff as well. And there's a concept of the obstacle being the way, right. right. Um, but I think that that's, you know, you can compartmentalize that a bit more about, you know, improving yourself than it mm-hmm. is about needing to choose hard things. Right. And, and so, yeah, I think the biggest element of red pill, right. Is this idea that if you're not, uh, if you're not getting the burning desire back, same, same thing with sales prospecting, you move on to the next one. It's not worth spending the hundred hours to convert a zero to a one versus taking a two to a 10. Right. right? And so, there's 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 good stuff there in that but um i guess it just um uh, maybe it's even more just an intellectual curiosity to the question of how many people you know what is the percentage of people that become aware and then make for whatever reason the decision to slip back in right and to make them same mistakes a second time and what are the ways to you know keep the guardrails on, right? Put the guardrails on and, and whether obviously it's, you know, surrounding yourself with good people and your community um, that's there to support you. Cause we all falter, right? I mean, there, oh, there's, there's a blue of my world, included, my friend. What was that? <laughs> myself included. I got to catch myself sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so surrounding yourself with people who understand red pill and that know what your goals and objectives are. But I, for the great example, I mean, I, I absolutely slipped backwards. Um, um, I had a, I had this, this one that just blew, blew the top off just in crazy, ridiculous uh, connection and, and, you know, super submissive. And, um, but she, you know, she totally disrespected and ghosted me towards the end when she moved. And my buddy mm-hmm. Moff's like, "Why would you reach back out to her? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that?" Right? Mm-hmm. And it was a good conversation and opportunity. And he's right, you know. And he he is right. He Ma, he also has the ability to. Um, he's the most purest red pill I know. Right? There's no there's no wavering in conversations with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not everybody. So all of us at some degree are making some exceptions to the rule or, or, or slipping and in, not intentionally, but knowing that we're doing it and deciding that it's okay in our own mind, right? Rationalizing it however we are. And, and I said on an earlier cast with you, and I still stand by this, at the end of the day, Red Pull is a tool to use to get what you want, right? And so just like any toolbox, you, you don't use all the tools all the time, but um, you know, it's interesting to think about how it, uh, how men use it as a tool once they once they put it into their toolbox, right? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on where you're coming from and where it is you want to go. Like, um, you know, guys like Moff that had trauma, um, pretty severe trauma. I I would think you would probably agree. I mean, he's in the chat right now; he can confirm or deny. But I mean, 
you take this shit seriously. You're like, wow, um, that's how I ended up in that spot. And I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. And I'm mean, like, one of the things that a lot of guys do is they're like, well, how do I red pill my friends now? Right? Like, you know, how do I save them now that I've saved myself? And it's like, you know, they go on this mission to sort of, you know, like spread all this um, new information. No, it's a great point. Moff and I were talking about that the other day. Is it actually better to... So he, we were talking about the example of if you know if your buddy is getting cheated on, do you tell him? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I mean, of course you do. He's your buddy. And he's like, well, what if he needed to experience that on his own to hit rock bottom to realize the true nature of women? And that by sharing that with him, you rob him of going through that process and that experience. I mean, my red pill journey was a little bit different in the sense that Yes, there's certainly, you know, at the end of the day, she, you know, my ex is not immune to, to red pill. I mean, she lived, she lived it and personified it. But ultimately what killed the marriage wasn't, wasn't uh, red pill, wasn't monkey branching up because frankly, <laughs> there's not much places for her to go. I was about as good as she was going to get, but it was other mental health and dysfunctions and emotional issues. So even my red pill journey is, is a bit subdued in the sense that, you know, I didn't get left, left for a Chad, right? I got left for this bullshit idea that she was going to be happy, you know, on her own because there's always a problem in her life. Right. And I just happened to be pray love. You pray love is another big red pilling moment, right? You know, it was a story that was sold to women that caused tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of divorces, (laughs) to be honest with you. Right. Well, and also, you know, there's stats out there that if a woman has a close friend that goes through through a divorce, mm-hmm. yep. she's like 60% more likely to have her own because she gets all this divorce porn thrown at her and she's yep. supporting her friend. And then, you know, flash forward a year and a half later and she's not happy like she expected to be. And now she wants to bring the drama into the settlement, into the divorce, making out, to, you know, she needs to keep the drama, keep the pain going. But you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's my issue right now, my journey, but I didn't have the traditional red pill awakening of being left for, you know, a monkey branch higher. Right. And so maybe, maybe the depth, right. We talked about what was your journey to red pill impacts your ability to maintain it post. How deep is the trauma? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's all, it's all big parts of it, man. I mean, like, you know, like what path do you want to go down personally? Like, you know, for me to pose a question to you, like, what are you looking for out of all this? I, you know, I want, I want to, uh, man, that's a good question. Fuck. I, you know, what do I want? I want to, I want to show up authentically for my kids. What does that mean though? That means, um, that means having, as you would say, F you money, Mm -hmm. right? That means not being in anyone's pocket. That means living my ideals and my integrity to be a model for my kids. I want to have fun experiences. I want to go out and do interesting things. I want to make the most of what the short time that I have here because, mm-hmm. you, you know, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, you only get one trip and you never know when it's going to end. And so, right. you know, it's and that was part of what ended the relationship was I just was so fed up with this constant negativity coming from the other side for things that were just mind-boggling like really we're wasting time being upset about this like Mm. we don't we have it so ridiculously good which is also my critique on society and culture right now all these complainers and all this negativity like we we live better than kings and queens and pharaohs do right now some of the poorest Mm. among us have more access 
than the the wealth of of nations did and it's and yet we're out there complaining right and so in my mm. my micro environment there's just a lot of negativity just this constant pessimism and uh and so it i just sounds don't to want me that. like your like that. your kids are the priority you know it sounds to me like it doesn't have anything to do with women and the only time i mean as far as a recommendation, like hearing you describe this future that you're looking to live is like, you know, do your thing date. I mean, obviously, you know, the kids are going to go back and forth between the households, but um, you, you do not want to introduce any women to your kids or into your personal life until she proves that she's going to be a complement to it and add some value to it and not be a energy vampire. Oh, right? totally. Yeah. And there hasn't been so any that's easy that for you. Yeah. That's like easy because I mean it's like you know you got your kids out of the way you got you know you got a good life once the divorce is all you know settled and the ink is dry in the paper um, you know we're, it's it's basically onwards and upwards for you I mean things are only going to get better for you um, you don't have to worry about taking care of her anymore you know aside from what's uh, required for uh, you know, you know by children the state. yeah or you know by the state or whatever you know comes out of the settlement but. That is what it is sort of thing. But I mean, like you kind of just go about your life now. And if you want to, you know, if you want to spend time with women, you do it in a capacity that works for you. I mean, you could do any number of things. But at the end of the day, I mean, if your kids are the priority, you know, as you describe, and I think they're still small, right? Yeah, they're they're uh, all under eight. Uh, yeah, so three I mean, of them. Yeah, so I mean, you got some you got some runway ahead of you, my friend. No, <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Well, right. sure. And that's part of thinking about you know, what is best for them, what, but also what do I want? I mean, partially what's best for them when I say, and you identify rightly that they're a priority for me, part of that is them seeing a father that is happy, adjusted, living his life, yeah. you know, not, not having all these things pressed upon him that society wants to do um, so that they have that sense of self uh, centeredness in their self and their own point of origin. Right. I want to teach them to how to make themselves. And then obviously there's the reality that, you know, my daughters are, are part of that mix. And that's a whole nother thing. I'm still wrapping my brain around is how to raise them and how mm. to raise my son. And uh, with this awareness from an early age. Right. Yeah. Raising kids is uh, it's um, man, it's a very interesting and important task because everything around them, all day long from handheld devices to school to every environmental input is, is, is basically trying to plug them in and fuck them over. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's garbage, you know? And, and, um, so, you know, there's something in there, right? That idea that I shared earlier about if I were to get married again, right, it wouldn't, it would only be in an environment where she wanted to stay at home. She wanted to, provide that sort of foundation for my kids was interested but i mean like you do realize that that you're going to expose yourself to exceptional risk by taking taking that on right i mean like the kids already have a mother like why would you need to do that well it's not a forgiven or a given it's not something i'm definitely going to do it's just i haven't closed the door to that potential possibility but yeah That's there's absolutely risk and you know prenups would be a requirement and um, and I, you know, and the likelihood that I'm going to find a woman quality enough to want to do that. Right. So that's, you know, the likelihood of that is probably pretty small. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I would say the likelihood of that happening is probably less than 1%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And I guess that gets back to when I share this self-doubt of my ability to stay, you know, on the red pill journey is probably the reality that, you know, I guess I wish red pill was was bullshit. I, I wish it wasn't true, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, if you could snap your fingers and have the fairy tale, why wouldn't you? Which is why men are the true romantics. Which is Correct. why we're the true romantics. Correct. Yeah, you know? so... <laughs> Moff's in the chat. He's saying, close, close the door, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it, Moff. I get it. I get it. And look, I, I've, I've, I am thankful. I am, I am very grateful that my journey through the gauntlet thus far gave me three kids. I've got something amazing to show for it. And so yeah. I've got the biggest benefit that you can basically have and get from uh, 95% of blue pill marriages. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, I've got no big drive to run into another marriage or relationship. I'm just being honest with myself that there are, you know, times particularly at the... Uh, Do you see any benefit to getting married? Like, like what's the upside to it for you? Like, why would you... Any, any benefit that like, I would Why would you open say, that door again, I guess, you know, is the way that I'm trying to phrase it to sort of bring yeah. Moff's point into it. Well, so let's take off the the table, the 1% possibility of like the ideal actual marriage, right? So, so what is the benefit of any other kind of typical marriage that I would expect? Dude, any answer I give you, you're going to pick apart, right? Mm. Like it's, it's cause, and I, I know that, which is why I'm, I'm not doing it, but I, even knowing that there's so little benefit, there's still this like little little voice right and maybe it's uh maybe it gets amplified right at the uh the best part of the burning desire sacks like i had last night where i'm like man this would be this is pretty you good get the you gotta remind yourself it's good because you don't get the post nut clarity things. after all that though what was that you don't get the post nut clarity that they talk about no yeah I, I get that in the morning when we're sitting at the table <laughs> chatting and i'm like ah, i'm not that interested right now right right yeah, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it's look, like anything here's, else. Here's like, you know, you got to spend uh, some time with it to see if you actually like it, right? Uh, well, that's yeah. why that's why you should never buy a car if you only drive it for five or ten minutes, right? You know, make take it out for a long test drive. Dude, let's just put it this way, Rich. I asked my wife to marry me in bed after having sex. Okay, so like, <laughs> that's how it went down for me, man. I'm sure, right. I'm sure you're not the first guy and you will not be the last. Yeah, learned that lesson. But, uh, you know, as part of this is a reflection and a question and a thought that I'm working through for myself. But all of it's just a, just a curiosity, right? Wanting to understand and see the paths that other guys take. And, um, I mean, how long do you think this Red Pill community has really been running? Oh, and dude, a long time. Is, Dude, long time. Um, I've I've seen people talk about this stuff back in the seventies. This is mm. not new. This is not something that, that no, but the know, proliferation of it is new. The ability to find other the other proliferation is new because of um, handheld devices, social technology, media, yeah. YouTube technology. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a lot easier. Like, I mean, I would have never been able to publish publish this book, never. But with self publishing, I can now publish a book, and I don't require anybody's permission. Uh, or need any money to do it. I mean, I just have to write it. Get well, right what's crazy is there's nothing, there's nothing outrageous in your book. Yeah, 
And there's nothing outrageous in your book, which is what's Oh, a lot of people would say that there's a lot of outrageous things in the book if you look at some of the reviews, but those are guys that are looking for help, you know, with the trauma, but they don't want to unplug from it. Like they want to stay plugged into the lies. They, they basically want me to write a book that lies to them, right? That says that if you just learn her love languages and do enough chore play, she's going to want to be with you forever and will never, ever leave you. And she will give you sex every morning, right? Sort of thing. That's basically what they want me to tell them. But it's like, you know, you start telling them how the dynamics work and some people can't handle that. That's when they start to go off in those different areas and how we were talking about those different paths. And, you know, right. You know, there's a lot of guys that'll just take it and they'll thrive with it and they'll design a life that serves them a lot better. Because ultimately, that's what I see as the, you know, as a goal of all this is like, okay, now that you've learned some new information, what are you going to do with it? Right. Like, how are you going to apply it to your life? How is it going to be used to serve you better? How is it going to be used to live a, a better, more fulfilling, you know, easy, lucrative and fun sort of lifestyle, right? That's that's really what I think that it should be used at. But I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to use it for that. You know, they want to, you know, they want to hate it or they want to hate on anybody that does well with it. Um, well, y- y- yes. Go but to I like think, a give up place sort of thing, right? I think we're being a little, a little uh, lacking of, of credit in or not paying enough uh, heed to the fact that it's not easy to live, you know, the red pill way. No. Right. So there's constant pressure wanting to derail us back off of it. Well, well, I mean, here's a great point that I can make is I do a lot better in a relationship now, but I find that it's more work, right? Because now I actually have to be attentive to shit. You know, whereas like in the past, you would just kind of sleepwalk through life. Oh, you know, uh, we had a talk and she said she's my girlfriend. So that's never going to change. She's always enthusiastically going to want me and she's never going to ban Kevin from sales and everything's good. Right now it's like, okay, if you know, you're not awake, then you're going to run into problems that you ran into before. So you have to be attentive. You have to watch behavior in a relationship. You have to you have to manage it. There's a frame component of it. There's all that stuff that you have to deal with, right? Well, and that gets back to how do you stay the course, right? You surround yourself with a community that can help support yeah. you and close friends. But it's it's not it's not an easy path to maintain, whether it's in an LTR or it's continuing to spin plates, right? Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. And it's a you've got to constantly work out, just like you gotta constantly take a shower, right? Yeah. You can't just assume that because you've known it, it's done and you move on. Like it's easy to slip back. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you got to catch yourself, man. Like you got to check yourself or you got to have friends that check you, you know, kind of like how, you know, Moff sort of checked you on, you know, one or two moments where you kind of want to, you know, revert back to the Disney story, right? Turn off, you know, turn off the, uh, turn off the channel and tune back into uh, the last episode of uh, Snow White or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a look. The blue pill is as is as successful as it is because it's appealing, right? It's, it's gotten it's a lore. It's easy. It's, it's easy. <laughs> Every everybody wants easy. See, you know, that's it. Thing. Everybody wants easy. Everybody wants. You easy. have to. Yeah, like you have to understand humans. And one of the dynamics about human beings is they're they're kind of lazy. They don't want to do the work. I mean, that's why whenever you, like that's why if companies could get away with it and they could run ads saying 
take this pill and lose 20 pounds in a week or rub this cream under your eye and remove 25 years of wrinkles and aging. If they could get away with saying stuff like that, they would, they would and they would sell a ton of products, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's checks and balances in place to shut that down, but people want easy, right? They don't well, want to do the work. Well, you even see that with the whole COVID thing, right? Oh, yeah. Just take this shot. It's easy. That's all you need. You'll be yeah, good. And, take and, the shot. And people right now in Canada, I mean, like we're still in one of the most locked down places, you know, with the province that I live in, you know, there's still a lot of people that support Justin Trudeau, right? There's still a lot of people that support mandates and lockdowns and wearing masks. And why don't you just get five booster shots and six booster shots? And like, you know, when does it fucking end? Right. And they love being ruled, right? Like they want a ruler. And I think, I think guys to some degree want to be ruled by women. Like, I think there's guys that are just so used to not leading the relationship, to not taking charge in their life, to just, again, you know, sleepwalking through their lives, you know, kind of like the fish, you know, the dead fish always goes downstream sort of thing, because it's work to unplug and see the reality of what goes on out there. Well, and there's entire fetishes based off of that. There's fetishes too, off that too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because you know you you want to ex- they want to accept this idea that uh, you know that they they've been chosen, right? And uh, <laughs> she chose me. That's right. That's right. And as it, long as I, as long as I'm a good obedient boy, I'll get what I you know. As long as I'm a good obedient beta, then I'll get what I want. You know, it's funny because I I sit as a fly on the wall in several Facebook groups, and um, I just. You know, like Facebook's algorithms send me the most popular posts in in groups that I'll read the posts on, obviously. Yeah. And it's like, I get this barrage daily of these plugged in guys in, um, you know, like Legends of Men's group and Single Dads group. And it's like the shit that, that comes up over and over and over and again. It's just like, you know... I've been tempted to go in there and start like sort of trying to explain shit to them. But then I realize, <laughs> nah, they don't want to hear this. They really don't want to hear it. No, it'll just get you banned. Right, exactly. So I mean, like you know, like part of part of the unplugging process is is you kind of have to accept that most people will never get there. You know, I've often said that the first step in unplugging is being aware of your own bullshit, right? Yeah. And then the second step is being aware of the bullshit that's around you. Well, and and, and accepting the reality that the majority is almost always wrong. How many people are like? Do you think actually have unplugged from their own own bullshit? Because it because it happens to me daily. Like I had a call earlier today with a guy, and he's you know he's telling me that you know he wants like he has approach anxiety. He wants to talk to these tens. They're beautiful. He wants to make the approach, and I'm like, okay, well, tell me a bit about yourself and what you do and what you look like, sort of thing. And he's like, you know, we get to the optics of attraction. It's like, dude's f- five foot eleven. And he weighs 220 pounds. I'm like, you're fat. He's like, no, no, I'm not fat. I just put on a little bit of weight. I'm like, dude. No, you're fat. I'm a lot taller than you. I'm 6'3", and, and I'm 185, and I'm fat. Yeah, well, dude, like, I'm I'm just under six foot three, and I'm about 220 pounds right now. Like, I'm fat right now, right? Like, I'm normally looking good around 207, 208. I'm like, dude, you're fat. Like, let's unplug from the lies and accept the reality. It's like, by the end of the call, most of the time, you know, when they start with the lies throughout the call, I know by the end of the call, they're not going to do anything with it because, yeah. because it's not good enough for them because it's too much work, right? Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Most people don't want to put in the work, but we also Rich, have get to me the hot for. girls. Give me the cheat codes. Give me, to get the, me the hot girls. girls. Give me the vaccine that's going to get me laid. Right. 
give me the vaccine that's going to get me laid. That'll be the next thing. Eh? You know, somebody will come up with a fucking vaccine that'll get you laid. Yeah, it's uh, well, but we got to be grateful for this, Rich, right? We got to be grateful that most people don't put in the work because then it allows us to do it and, and shine out. Actually, just the other day was having a conversation with uh, with a couple of people and a, uh, someone who's not totally not uh, they're aware of it, but they haven't necessarily decided if they agree with it. And uh, and I and I shared. Uh, could you imagine if every man was red pill? We'd be ripping each yeah. other's heads off. It right. would be the most barbaric environment you could imagine, right? And so, and yeah, I've often said it's like a it's like a superpower, right? Like once you understand it, and then you know how to harness it and direct it, it's it's essentially a superpower. Well, it's back to in, in empowering yourself, right? Not being a victim, a victim mentality, right? I am not a victim because I'm not sleeping with that ten. I just haven't fucking put in the put in the work to do what I need to do to to get that, right? And so. You know, that's where red pill overlies. I, I probably have been, actually been more red pill aware than I've than I've realized and given myself credit for because I learned a long time ago that my anything I don't have in my life is because I haven't put in the work. Right. All these people whining and complaining about this oppression or that challenge. It's just the excuses are nauseating. So I accepted Dude, I have that a long time ago. I, I have that exact same problem with dealing with that space because you and I are cut from the same cloth. We're both entrepreneurs. We built something out of thin air. You know, we created value, employed people, used and, and, and put in place all these systems and thing. And yep. you're like me. Like I get pissed off when people complain and they refuse to do the work or they look for reasons not to do it. It's like, well, how bad do you want it, man? Like, how bad do you want it? You know that's it. That's it. I, my sister asked for a job recently and I said, um, the job's yours if you can get 50 people to show up to this event for us next week. Mm -hmm. And and she just started with the excuses. How would I do that? I don't I, No one listens to me on social. I don't. And look, I love my sister. And so I had a lunch with her and I'm like, look, I don't care about the event. Mm -hmm. it, that's not why I gave you that challenge. I gave that challenge. It was to, a test. To it was a test. Like, yeah. You will figure it out. And by the way, there's a really easy way to do it. Just freaking buy all the tickets yourself and give them away. Like, I shouldn't have to give you the answers, you know? Like, everybody that's, that complains about something they don't have, it's right, because I mean, they haven't done work. That's the vast majority of the population out there. Thank God, because otherwise it would be even in. harder than it already is to succeed. That's, that's why when guys are like, well, you know, how do I unplug my friends and how do we spread this information? It's like, you don't. Most people don't want to hear it. No, they really don't want to hear it and they don't want to act on it. It's like, you know, the trauma has to bring them to it and they have to be willing to want to level themselves up and do the work. And well, the vast and majority of them won't actually do that. They'll just sit back or they'll point and sputter and make up reasons or excuses why they shouldn't do it. That's right. And I think that's why I get along and speak so highly of and have such a respect for pretty much every red pill guy I've interacted with because they did not uh, play the victim. They can't play the victim and be red pill. Well, that's that's a big distinction. Like that's a big difference between guys on the inside and the outside. When I'm talking about guys on the inside, I'm talking about the one percent community that you're referencing. And it's because they decided to put their money where their mouth is. They you know, they paid the entrance fee and now they're in there actually networking, doing the work, showing up at the events, helping each other out. That's that's why that barrier is there. It's because otherwise it would just be like any one of these other you know, Facebook groups that I mentioned earlier, the League of Savage, uh, Iron Men, whatever, fucking 
you know, they're all the same. They're just free groups that people pile into and then like vomit up their shit all day long with nobody actually doing anything with it or taking any real steps, right? That's why you have to have that barrier. Like that's why there's these tiers. Yeah, 100%. Um, not to change topics, but I just saw Miguel's question or comment about now that he's started consuming red pill, he actually has less women. Um, and I don't have Miguel. all the concepts, right? So like that, yeah, to, so. to me, that's uh, that's an element of the women he would have gotten wouldn't have been. Is qualified. that in the live chat or is that a super chat? Where are you looking for that? Uh, I think he did a super chat, $5. Uh, okay, here, why don't we do this? Why don't we hop into Super Chats? Because I got some people ready to ask some questions. So Alberto says, how could I have more willpower to follow through with things like exercise, eating healthy, and not waste time on, on any tips for a 29-year-old? See, I get the willpower question a lot. Yeah. Um, how do I stop? It? Yeah, take it. It's like, you know, how do I stop using social media? How do I stop fapping? How do I, you know, have the willpower to go and push through on something? Go ahead, man. Let's hear what your thought is on. Yeah, I would say, you know, first of all, motivation comes and goes, right? And so being able to do something when you don't really feel like it, that's what discipline is and willpower really is. And the, the number one thing that I found that has helped me is to get serious about my why and clarity about my why. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to eat healthy? Why do I want to work out more? Because if you don't have super clarity on that, then you've got no destination that you're going to. And you're just experiencing the short-term pain. And, and it's important to remember that there's discomfort in all choices, right? There's discomfort in getting out of bed early in the morning to get your shit done. And there's discomfort in staying in bed. The question is, are you going to experience the discomfort now or later? Right? So getting to stay in bed, you feel good for, you know, another hour, you're warm, you're cozy, but then you're beating yourself up later in the day. Right? So you're feeling discomfort and then you're still fat. So when that disease comes in or you can't do what you want to do, or you're winded, or you don't look good when you approach a woman, then you're feeling pain then. So there's pain in all choices. So choosing the pain that's going to move you closer to your goals. But again, all of that comes back again to what's your why? Why do you want to do these things? And if you have clarity on that enough, then you'll often be able to push through the willpower. Not always. Look, we all slip. Right? No, no one's perfect in their fucking willpower. Have you, have you read Simon Sinek's Start, Start With Why or seen his TED Talk? Um, I've seen his TED talk um, as it relates to like business and start with your why there. Yeah, but you can apply that to your personal life exactly like you just described. So, you know, here here's homework for you now, Alberto, is go on to YouTube or on TED and search for start with why Simon Sinek and watch that talk. And he explains it from a business perspective. But the way that um, my colleague here is explaining about applying to your personal life, you just it's just drag and drop. R&D stands for rip off and duplicate, right? It's not research and development, rip off and duplicate. Okay, that works over there. Let's bring it over here sort of thing. Eating healthy is a choice, man. Like you're talking about something as basic as willpower. Like I find it strange and maybe it's just me, but I, I just find it strange that there's such an obsession today with no fap. It's like, how, how do you live your life in such a way that you just cannot not go without touching yourself for a freaking day. Like, why is this such a big accomplishment for guys today? Or why mm. is it such a big talking point, you know, for guys today? And it's like, because they're pussies, right? Because most guys don't have basic fundamental will willpower. They haven't been driven when 
they were younger, right? Like my old man rode me like a horse, man. Like I, <laughs> I was the firstborn. I was up first thing in the morning. Didn't matter if I was hungover as a teenager and I was helping him in the garden, doing whatever it is he needed done, like around the house. Cause I was, I was basically the unpaid help. Right. And well, if I didn't like that's... it, then I'd have to leave. Right. Yeah, and society doesn't value that anymore, right? They 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 value comfort and right. So now and abundance and so and now all. what does society do to sort of like make up for that? It's like oh, let's let's make no fap a thing. Like not touching myself for a day is an accomplishment. Not touching myself for two days is a bigger accomplishment for a week, for a month, you know, sort of thing. And it's like this is like basic shit, right? Well, like, whether it's no fap or whether it's eating the whole, healthy, uh, eating healthy, or whether it's you know take a cold shower every day for thirty days to to start to build discipline. These are all just tools to help jumpstart yeah. this these discipline routines that so many of us lack, and myself included, right? But all of it goes back to none of it is going to work if you don't have a why. And a shortcut to finding your why is you answer that question five times, right? or four or five times. I want to eat healthy. Okay. Why? Well, cause I want to be healthy. Okay. Well, why? Because I want to look good to get the women I want. Okay. Well, why? Because you, and you keep asking eventually, and I'll share my why, my why when I went through this process at the beginning of last year was uh, I want to live authentically for my kids. I want to be able to show them what a man who lives with integrity is not a man that bows to every uh, imposition put on him or feels like, you know, and actually, here's a great example. We had um, these vax mandates come down and uh, and I was pretty upset at one point about it because I thought I might have to lose a pretty major contract of mine. And I realized, how can I how could this be happening for me? Not not to me. Right. And I realized what a gift I've been given to be able to live my actual ideals here. If I lose this contract at the end of the day, it's not even make or break for my life, but it's meaningful. And what an opportunity. And so I, I had such clarity. I was talking to another one percenter on the phone one morning afterwards. I actually called like three one percenters to talk to her because it had just the email just came out. But th I had my why that allowed me to navigate that challenge. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah. Anyway, back to willpower. Finding your why is the first step. If you don't have your why or you're, you're just loosey goosey about it, you're going to crumble every time some opposition comes up, every time you want to stay in the sheets. Hell yeah. Uh, I got one from Nomad saying, do you think having a friends with benefits with an ex that dumped you is a bad idea? So, so an ex that dumped you is an FWB. Is that a bad idea? Some of the best sex I've had, but ultimately I also realized I did not want the breakup. I'm trying to cut emotions and enjoy. <laughs> oh, dude. Woman, woman dumps you and you somehow turn it into an FWB. She's, she's essentially saying that you're not good enough porking some other guy and you're just the uh, filler second for the time being. Yeah. You're her second choice now. So I don't know. Do you want to be someone's second choice? That really what, you know, that's really what it boils down to. I mean, you can keep telling yourself the story. It's the best sex you ever had, but do you have any dignity left after that? I mean, that's not dissimilar from the situation I mentioned where uh, I had freaking mind blowing sex and then she kind of ghosted, disrespected me. Not quite the same. We weren't, yeah. in a relationship but same thing what's my self-respect for reaching back out to a woman that would treat me that way and frankly yeah. any time you spend on that woman is going to be time you're not spending finding the next one that's going to going to sweat your chest that's, like, that's why you have multiple women in the hopper right you you've got more options so then you're not like oh is is this girl that dumped me a a, a bad use of my time 
Well, you wouldn't care if you had two or three or four other options, right? The thing is, is you don't have the options, which is why you care. And that's why you're asking the question. That's it. I have a red-pilled wife. Highly recommend. I don't know All right, there's... Devon, what does that mean? Actually, red pill. <laughs> I don't know detail. that there's such a thing as a red-pilled woman. I mean, when I used to um, do my intros a few years ago, I'd always open. I was talking about this earlier today with another guy, you know, with his YouTube channel. But, um, you know, I'd always open with, you know, what's up, my brother's from another mother, my rational sister's from another mister. And I dropped that because I realized that there's really no rational women, right? Women are too emotional to be rational. And... No, but I think, I think, Rich, what, when they say they've got a red pill woman, what they're really saying is that they have a woman who recognizes I'm the best she can get and she treats me accordingly. Doesn't yeah, so... mean that she's not going to jump bait when she finds an, a, a more alpha than you that she thinks she has a chance with. Right. 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 Yeah. So she's showing the proper it. respect and consideration, but she'll still monkey branch up your ass. Now, if you have her for a long time and that frame gets consistent, I think it could have more sticking power. Right. You might be able to slip every now and then and she doesn't immediately jump mm -hmm. because you've ingrained those ways of thinking and that that muscle memory into her. But when she legitimately thinks she's got an opportunity for a better alpha than you that's going to stick around that she's going to be able to keep, she's going to be gone. Like, just show me a woman who wouldn't. Like, it's just, it's just the reality. Unless they've got a ton of social pressure, society pressure, family pressure, you know, maybe, may, maybe. And that's, those are the exceptions. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, Adam's asking, hey, Rich, read your book as well as Rolos. How can I join your community? Uh, where's my banner? Let's put it on the ticker at the bottom there. So if you want to uh, learn a little bit more about my inner circle, my 1%, um, my colleague here is one of the members along with Moff and a few others you've seen in a live chat. Um, it's a growing group. There's a link below. Just check it out. Go to the page and um, just watch the video in the intro and you can learn more there. Um, Adam Blank says, why do A, men have to hide that they're spinning plates with with many women or men thoughts on elaboration on the context, please show the full tweet. I'm not sure what the full tweet is. Who's a, is there a reference above on that? Um, did we make reference to a tweet somewhere? I don't seem to recall that. No, somebody asked earlier if you were going to pull his tweet up, but he was kind of disrespectful about it and needy. And I don't know what he was talking about. Okay, well, I wasn't. I don't watch the live chat, so um, if somebody's out of line, Moff, just ban him. Um, I think he's just talking about why do you have to hide the fact that you're spinning plates? Well, you don't hide it. You don't. So you don't overtly state it. Hey, I'm seeing four other women, but at the same time, you don't completely hide it. It's, yeah, I got a good story for this one. When you're done, Rich. Yeah, it's 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 demonstrated by how available you are. And the way that you communicate things with her. For yeah. example, uh, you've got a girl that wants to see you. what's what's tonight Monday night. Okay, you got a girl that wants to see you Monday night. You've got a date Monday night. You don't tell her I've got a date Monday night. You just say, "Hey, I've got other plans," and then you move on from that. She like like the hamster in her head is going to caffeinate and start to wonder what other plans does he have. She's going to start to look at your social media. Oh, who's this bitch liking his posts? Oh, let me click on her and drive through sort of thing. Like they start to think about all of these things. And 
you want to use it to your advantage. You don't want to openly declare, I'm seeing a bunch of... Now, if she asks and says, well, how many other women are you seeing? Or are you seeing other women? Say, yeah, of course I'm seeing other women right now. We're, well, we're not exclusive. You know, we haven't, we haven't set anything up, right? And at that point, she may want to have a talk with you or she may just let it go and say, okay, fine. You know, it's, it's only been a week or two. Yeah, you're right. You know, just don't, uh, just don't bring any disease this way or anything, you know. But um, you get the idea. It's, it's, it's not stated and it's not completely hidden. You want to go ahead and share your story? Yeah, so um, I really appreciated the show you had a few weeks back about Dirty Talk. Yes. And so I was having a session last night and uh, it came up and uh, I shared something along the lines of, um, yeah, you like it when I make time for you, when you know that I've, uh, that I've got other options out there, right? Uh, but that I picked you, right? And so I didn't explicitly say what I am or am not doing with others, but it was another subtle way to reinforce uh, that I've got options, mm-hmm. right? And that keeps the competition anxiety up. I won't say what she replied back uh, in the moment, but it was quite uh, encouraging and reinforcing uh, of it. And um, yeah, it's interesting too, this, the little subtle ways that they'll try to challenge or ask you without asking you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of an interesting, interesting space too, right? Like, so one of, one of my plates says something like, I trust you when we're being intimate and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I agree and amplify, but I also don't accept the subtext of what that might mean for her, which is this idea that I'm not with anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. And so instead I amplify, yeah, you trust me to, uh, uh, to give you what you want, you know, you know, certain, you know, dirty things like that. But yeah, um, of course. Yeah. So at the end uh, of the day, women, women want to know that they're with a, a man that other women want. They don't want to be with somebody that doesn't have options. You know, these, these, these guys that you hear, um, you know, boast about how uh, they're in a monogamous relationship or in a marriage and uh, they would never do anything outside of that, blah, blah, blah. A lot of them don't have the option. <clears throat> it's not yeah. chosen. Monogamy is not chosen for most guys. It's, it's, it's more or less either enforced on them or they don't have the option to go outside of that. Right. So it's, you know, it's women knowing that other women demand you, right. Women want to be with a a guy that other men want to be and other women want to be with. So you figure out how she sees that. And the more she sees that, the, uh, the greater the likelihood that she's going to see you as her hypergamous best option and be able to bond with you in a healthy way, you know, if that makes sense. That's right. Uh, then those are the relationships that are most likely to continue on. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Cappy says his book is great and huge and your book as okay. Oh, <laughs> Aaron's still a little butt hurt that I sell way more books than him. I see. Okay. <laughs> I like your, uh, see what we got here and Miguel there's okay so there's Miguel's one that you referenced since I started consuming the red pill I have less women than before actually not women at all I do have all the concepts but I don't see a benefit I'm not sure what he means by the end part of that how are you reading that I think I'm reading it that he's starting to apply the concepts but they haven't yet worked for him and so he sees you know he had a trickle and now he's got nothing and he's questioning it. And I would suggest that his trickle was probably pretty poor quality. 
Well, yeah, I mean, some guys don't prioritize quality at all. You're right about that. Um, well, if you if you've unplugged, like, <laughs> I I got lots of women before when I was plugged in, right? Like, there's lots of guys that are like blue pilled plugged in alphas that that still do well with women. I mean. You have an interesting life. You know, you do cool shit. Like when I was in my 20s, I, I made decent money. I rode motorcycles. I was in really good shape. Um, you know, I still got loads of women, even though I was a plugged in idiot. Right. Mm. Now, I mean, what are you doing with your time right now? I mean, Miguel, if you want to hop in, there's a, you know, there's a link in the um, stream yard on YouTube. Just click that and, you know, let's chop it up. I think that's uh that's an interesting concept. It's, it's, it's really difficult to answer that. I mean, you could go in any direction based on the way that it's asked without context. Yeah. Uh, Kokuri kid says ideal for deep dive topic, how society abandons downplays men when they're victims of sexual trauma, abuse, or chat about it now, but a deep dive into the subject would be nice. Um, I don't know. Do we want to celebrate, you know, how, how society treats men like shit? Like we already know society treats men like shit. What do you want to talk about? Do you want me to do a show on how society? Yeah. Like how to, how to, how to deal with it. I mean, accept it for what it is. I mean, if you're a guy, you can be me too. There's no me tooing for women. It doesn't exist. So you have to be careful about how you navigate, you know, when it comes to dealing with women. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like to spend a lot of time on highlighting how men get fucked over by society. There's 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 other channels that do that where it's like, here's the problem. Look at the problem. This is the big problem. See the problem, guys? I like yeah. to kind of like deal with solutions. So I mean, if you want to chop up solutions, then absolutely come on in and let's, you know, let's talk about them. Alt-Tab Life says, from an old Navy SEAL recruiter, uh, I'm supposed to motivate you to join these SEALs, but if you need a motiva- motivation, you never fucking make it anyways. Yeah, sounds about right. I did a, um, a Plane and Win episode with uh, Rich Graham, who's a retired Navy SEAL. Um, that was a really interesting conversation about, about winning. Um, you, know, you can go check that out. It was filmed, I think, towards the end of December. Uh, we got another guy that says, what trends you see for someone who just moved to the U.S. from another country? I'm 27 and single. Want to know your opinion about if I'm running late. Many thanks. So I don't live in the U.S., so my colleague does, so I'll let him answer this as well, too. But I see I see the U.S. as a few years behind Canada. Uh, what trends do you see for someone who just moved to the U.S. from another Well, I guess it depends where you move from. Um, I mean, U.S. definitely has a totally different culture when it comes to sexual dynamics. Do you think that the U.S. is heading heading in the same direction as Canada? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, every country, frankly, is on the same uh, conveyor belt, right? It's just how far along are they? Mm -hmm. And there are certain structural things that uh, create either an exacerbation or a a slower march right so we were talking uh there was a great podcast recently i listened to uh dark horse uh with the weinsteins and they were mm-hmm. talking about how australia uh slipped so quickly into totalitarianism and and, and toxic leadership with covid did you and a lot of people hear thought what the new sound bites were, are now with the australian leaders how they're like basically telling society that we didn't make you take the vaccine so if there's 
negative consequences or outcome as a result of it, then that's your own fault for taking it. Yeah, I, ha I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen that. I've just seen people talk. <laughs> of, of course, that's what. Of course, that's going to happen. Yeah. You, know, you contrast that with a place like Japan that has vaccine ethics statements from the government that says no one can be coerced to use this. There's an office set up if you are injured for it. Um, mm. It's really incredible how a couple countries really have gotten this thing right. But um, yeah, we're all on the same path. It's just the rise and fall of nations back to easy times, soft men, soft men, hard times, hard, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very repeatable. Who is it? Ray Dalio has a great book out or, or chapter on the rise and fall of nations. Yeah. A friend of mine gave me that book at the last uh, retreat. One of the guys in the group, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to read up. I'll probably just get the audio book and listen to it. Yeah, but um, to his question about trends, it depends where he's coming from. You know? Yeah, I mean, the general trend is more liberalism, more pacification of the Western male, more control, more taxes, less freedom, uh, more wokeness. Yeah. That's, that's the general direction. I think the U.S. is still better than Canada. I mean, if I had a choice, I'd, I'd, I'd live in Texas or in Florida or, or something like that, maybe Tennessee. Well, that, that's a good point. The U.S. Yeah. is massive, and there are very different experiences depending yeah. on where you live. So. Yeah, Canada, Canada, not so much. I mean, pretty much all of Canada is the same. I mean, some of the central provinces like Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba are more conservative, uh, more libertarian, but there's not enough people living there to influence uh, federal politics at all. So, right. I mean, like you're kind of fucked, you know, regardless of where you live. Uh, Diet Cope says, if I'm addicted to YouTube, should I cut it all together, go cold turkey, or should I cut my watch time by a little? Um, addicted to YouTube what? Like, like drama? Because that's a problem. I mean, a lot of people spend way too much time in the Mano Swamp, consuming drama, people fighting with each other, doing hit videos. Yeah, that's not good for you. You know, the whole point of this information and spending time here is take what you need and then start to use it, right? If you need support, if you want to ask questions, if you like, the way that I'm trying to run my, ch my channel to circumvent this is whenever I put out a video, or if I, even if I upload it, like there's stuff that I've uploaded that I've never published because I'm like, this doesn't offer any use. This is, this is not something that I'd be proud of in five or 10 years or something like that, right? So, you know, you got to be discerning with your time. Like, I don't consume anything on social media or on YouTube that's, that's not going to be useful to me, right? It's got to have some value. So if you find yourself that you're addicted to something, then you got to make it your bitch. I mean, you're addicted to sugar, stop eating it. You're addicted to alcohol, stop drinking it. Yeah, I, th I think that's a good point, Rich, about honing in on his use of the word addicted. I think there's another thing that might be going on here, too, which is this uh, addiction to, um, you know, who knows what type of content he's watching, right? It could be mindless dribble or it could it could be valuable content. Yeah. But the problem, even with valuable content, is most men aren't acting on what they already know. Right. So why spending time on getting something else to add to the mix? activate execute on what you already know what's the one thing you should be doing right now that you're not doing well enough what's the one area that you know you're able to uh you've got an idea of how to improve on but you're not doing it why don't you yeah, start like it goes that? back to your start with why conversation like this is no different than you know how do i lose weight and exercise more how do i get the discipline to stop fapping it's like you know it's it's just self-control it's just self-control i mean when i did this um retreat a couple of weeks ago with the guys 
um, the lake was frozen over. We had a sauna there and I was adamant. I'm like, we're going to go and do hot, cold immersions at this retreat. Why? Because it's hard. Okay. Well, yeah. why do I want to do hard things? You know, we had to get a chainsaw. We had to cut through about two feet of fucking ice. Then we had to get, you know, the big blocks of ice out of the water so you could get into the water, you know, to do the cold immersion. All that shit was hard. Going in the cold water is, is very hard. It's very uncomfortable, right? Just do hard things in life, right? To hone your, your uh, will. Like that's a, like will is a muscle, you know, self-control is like a muscle, you know, just like anything else. You have to train it, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, I got, um, I got a couple guys here in the chat, so I'm going to give Mad Max a first run up. Uh, here you go, buddy. What's up, man? You got a question about hypergamy and something yes. to do with an X and the rules? Hey, Rich. Yeah. Long, long time watching you do stuff. So my question like, really doesn't let me pull, like settle down my past is like I'm, I'm 33 i've been in relationships with my chick uh, about nine years mm -hmm. i was like 22 23 you can figure out uh we are from russia both uh, we moved together to netherlands and like less than a year living here we split up mm -hmm. and it was like postponed decision a long time and we had like lots of drama <clears throat> lots whose of decision was it to split up i was I was guardian on relationships. I'm like very dominant, very assertive, but still was quite blue pilled all the way till like a year ago, mm -hmm. really, to be honest. So and you left her, you threw her out of the house? Or she, she left you? She had like lots of daddy issues and she was trying to uh, run away every time we were fighting since like a year, first year of relationship. Mm -hmm. I was always holding, I was one, I wanted to make it right. And the longer we were investing together in the relationships, the more I was like invested in the, okay, we spend so much, I make it right. But over years, I started to give up and I started to see like ideas from, from Red Pill and from everything else. And just like start the question, is it really like, it doesn't really work. And my, my mom and my, my uh, parents were telling me like, that doesn't work. You're not a good fit from the beginning, actually. And I was ignoring what's the What's the conflict? Because here in the private chat, you say... Yes. Um, her her behavior contradicted the rules of hypergamy, basically, if I can phrase it yeah. that way. So uh, I had uh, this uh, this woman uh, who was like clearly daddy issues and like she always wanted protection and wanted to be like small girl. And I honestly was like totally controlling everything. I was through, like paying for our whole lifestyle all the time. I make good money as a software engineer. So everything was fine. But at the same time, she always was fighting for equality, everything. She wanted the voice in every decision. She wanted to question all my decisions. Always, I always had to fight and reassure every mm -hmm. fucking decision. And then eventually what happened, like when we moved to Netherlands and everything, Netherlands, as you can see, like as you probably know, maybe not, but it's very pussified society, like Northern Europe and um, uh, Sweden, Norway is even worse, but here it's quite crucified. Mm -hmm. All men like super blue pill, super plugged in, super soft, and all okay. like young men uh, up until like thirty or something, they can easily most of the time they live with parents or my, like uh, make very little money, lost, uh, very little aspirations in love. So very crucified, very. Let me uh, just take you back to the point, Max, because I got a lot of people waiting, so I got to you know try to so keep this when tight. We so up, when we split up, she yeah. found a local guy. Yeah. 
uh, on the side, she benefited that he is local. Uh, she's getting uh, her visa because we were on a temporary residence permit. Mm. So she needed support, visa support. She split from me. She needed uh, support. But she found a guy who is like clearly he's making like three, four times less than me, like mm. below average in Netherlands, which is Why like. Why do you care? I'm, well, I mean, like, he, well, he I'm cares sure because he's because he's saying that it violates the rules of hypergamy because she yeah. left him for a so guy that's poor. Claims, no, no, no. You're, you're, yeah, but she that he can give her, uh, he can give her the visa. So right off the bat, that's a way that he's out. She had it with me as well. Like I, I was. Did supporting. she have residency with you? Hmm? Did she have a green card? Did she have residency with you? Yeah, it's, it's like residency for five years. So you get residency, we renew every year. And then after five, we can apply for permanent residency or okay. pass our choice. But, so, I mean, but I mean, she could get a lot quick, quicker by living and marrying with this guy, though, right? This guy, she got a uh, visa for five years. It's okay. still before they, on their relationship. Where did she meet him? Did she work with him? Like, how did she come across him? We split up for a year when okay. I got another uh, relationship. So she started dating them. And she started dating, yeah, and a year later, she just completely split. Uh, okay, so he makes less money than you, but what does he look like? He's, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm exercising, I'm fine, I'm a supermodel, but I'm fine, I'm strong, uh, I'm like dominant and everything, mm -hmm. traditional, I want to see a family, I want children and everything. Uh, but he he's weaker than me, he's softer with me, his personality, he's like, but he's very convenient and agreeable. He makes okay. like good... 40,000 a year, maybe. So, okay, so maybe he's a beta box. Yeah, yeah. so what I was going to say, no, though, no. is... He has, he has much he's less... not, though, because he they makes less, less money, but I mean... Town. Got it, got it. So, so I mean, like, here's the thing that you got to understand about about hypergamy, is it's, is it's a multifaceted puzzle of a whole bunch of different pieces. Right. You can, generally speaking, boil it down to alpha fucks and beta bucks, and those are the choices that women, generally speaking, make. But there's other components that could be involved in this. You guys came from Russia. Um, yeah. Russia's a different country from the West. Maybe she came here and, and said to herself, you know what? I don't want to deal with Russia. I don't want to deal with the guy that reminds me of Russia or any of the Russian culture. I want to live in the West. I want to be free. I want to be a feminist. I want to whatever, you know? There's any number of things that could be going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's any number of things that could be going on in her head where you know she's now saying to herself, well, Mad Max is no longer my hypergamous best option there's oh. like it's like it's that bad like the options are that bad where you live that she chose a broke-ass guy that's a wimp right which like, is convenient to control because he like approve everything yes baby right when he's mad he's just silent doesn't do anything like support well, here's your here's here's what's going to end up happening most likely is you're going to hear from her in the future Situations like that generally don't last that very long. You know, she thinks that, she, you know, the grass is greener and that she's going to do better, but she's probably yeah. going to get up, get fed up quite quickly because having a precipitous drop in household income and financial resources is not good for women. They do not like that for a long period of time, especially mm -hmm. if the dude's not a chat. But always, always we are fighting for her to be part of it. She wanted to control the money. She wanted to make money. And now yeah, here's my... Here's my closing pro tip for you is do not deal with this chick if she comes back. No, just, no, 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 no. Just no. thank God that she's out of your life. Absolutely. And I'm let so her go and make like this dude's life miserable. Yeah, and, and I, I, I would feel, just I feel there's now a daddy issues chick which I dodged the bullet in like just six months, like from beginning to end. I experienced yeah. all the red yeah. flags. 
No, that's it, Mad Max. You, just like you said, you dodged the bullet. So if you were asking the question because you're genuinely cur- curious and thought this might be like a chink in the red pill world and you wanted to understand it, cool. You got your answer. But otherwise, why do you care? Don't care. He's somehow more red pill in some way that you can't see. More alpha. Just move on. Like, don't. It's not so worth your time. Like, still in in the like in the system, right? It's it's just. Yeah, you just can't see how he's more alpha. There's something about him that There's, is more alpha to her. There was something that she was like lacking in relationships with me, and she really wanted to experience this, and she saw an opportunity with that guy. And it so, sounds like a control so thing. It was a better choice. It sounds like a control thing. You know, she came to the West. She wants to have more freedom. She wants to be more, you know, liberal. Like yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, she's probably like, also enjoying being a special dove, getting all yeah, this yeah, attention, yeah. being exotic, yeah. and you know. All that good stuff, whatever. Who cares? Uh, you know, back to his point. Like, why do you care? Like, you know, who cares? Just kind of move on from it. Like, it is. I what was it just is, right? just to see, like, if if there are exceptions or it's like still explains uh, that's rules. Yeah, Dude, that's man, the meat yeah. and potatoes of it. But again, you know, it's a multifaceted puzzle with a lot of different moving pieces. And in this situation, again, it just sounds like she didn't want to deal with Russia. She didn't want to deal with you. She wanted a, a Western life. She wanted a Western guy. And actually leaving a tall, strong Chad that makes three times more money to go to some dork seemed like a better choice for her. I promise you it's not going to last very long. She will monkey branch from that guy very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet on this as well, to be honest. Yeah, and, and, uh, and some encouraging words here, Matt. Matt, like if you've got what you said going on with your income, dude, being from Russia, having your head in the right spot, go out and slay it, man. You'll clean up out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Like, I'm just uh, keep getting inspiration from you guys and uh, keep improving on our aspects of life and just just enjoy it. All right, brother. Thanks. All right. Um, let's do a few more of these here. I got one from uh, Phillips looking for clarification on hard versus soft necks. So add to stream. What do you got for me, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, man. Let's switch your question tonight. Hey, so yeah, man. So I'm looking for, there's a plate. Uh, there's a plate that I'm spinning or was spinning. And uh, I'm looking for clarification. When do you soft necks? First, when would you hard next? So the difference between a hard next and a soft next is it's a response to bad behavior. Okay. Okay. So can you give me some context on why you want to apply a hard or a soft next? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, this girl that I was dating, she uh, we weren't exclusive. Um, and then I found out two days ago that she was uh, uh, sexting some other dude. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a day. I didn't respond to her. Um, and then so today I just kind of just, I just cut her off. And so I don't want to say I'm having regrets, but to the first gentleman, a uh, recent convert, uh, I guess maybe the, the worry. Do you have is, other women you know, that you're seeing, yeah. Phil? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, like being intimate with, or was she the only one? No, there, there's, there's, there's one other that I'm being intimate with. Okay, so, so uh, you found out that she sucks, and how did you find out? <laughs> um, so, uh, well, she sent she sent me a nude, and uh, it was I, I could tell it wasn't intended for me. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, like it was I, that I, obvious, I eh? Just, well, she was on vacation, and she sent me a she sent me a nude from her house, and uh-huh. I'd never seen it before. Uh, so. 
so I, I called on pretty quickly and, uh, you know, I, I gave her a call or she actually called me and, uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she kind of, I think she was a little drunk, but she's like, yeah, I was texting my ex. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, so, so that, okay, so, yeah. Okay. So let me offer this to you then. So, I mean, like you're asking about when to apply a hard versus soft mix in a scenario yeah, so I, like I that, like, hard, yeah. Well, in a scenario like that, like, why would you even bother nexting her, right? I mean, she's a plate. I mean, you're not exclusive with her. Um, yeah, that was my thought, right? It What's sounds like she's a friend with benefits, so yeah, yeah. why would you even, you know, try to complicate your life with that? Like, that's that's what I want to start with. Beautiful. I guess that's what, that's, that's, that's the answer. So, to, to when you would apply a soft or a hard next, a hard next is basically when you dump a chick. It's like, we're done. Mm -hmm. Right, take your shit and get the fuck out of here. That's that's a hard next. A soft next is she's misbehaving, she's getting out of line, she might not be complying with a boundary that you set, you know, for example, you know, like as you're kind of moving through the relationship, like as it turns into something more over time, then you just don't talk to her for a couple of days. Two, three days maybe. Usually yeah. usually two to three days is is more than enough. Because with women Attention is a coin of the realm, right? So when you remove it, when they're misbehaving, that's when they'll start to blow up your phone with a text. They might call you. You don't answer. You'll see missed calls. Yeah. Some women go batshit crazy. Like, <laughs> like I remember, I remember back in the early days, right? Like, like you know, before any of this information was available on the internet or YouTube. Like, if I were to soft next a chick, my phone would fucking blow up for like a day. Like, I like I turn off the phone and turn it back on. It would have forty two missed calls and shit like that. Right? It's like. That's, that's, that's what women typically do when you remove the attention, right? And it's, and it's a corrective measure, like you're doing it to remedy bad behavior. So it's like, I'm just going to ghost her for two, three days and let her think about the dumb shit that she did and why she did it. And then, you know, th then you could reintroduce and try to correct the behavior from there and make sure that she toes the line. It doesn't, doesn't always even a hard have to be, is a way to go. yeah. And it doesn't even always have to be categorized as or what you might call dumb dumb shit or like a mistake it's just not the behavior you want so the last time i soft nexted was just a few weeks ago i was chatting with one of my plates on text she said something and i got a little sexual and she said uh like whoa boy too quick or something like that and i just stopped responding for three days and mm -hmm. then she came back and everything's good again, but she didn't give me what I wanted in that moment. So why continue to engage? Like her shit test was calling me out for getting too sexual too too quickly. And I learned my lesson with my ex-wife shutting down my sexual advances. I'm not interested. You're going to shut me down. I'm moving on. You don't want to play the game then I'm on. So it was a, it was a probably a very soft next, but it was still a soft next. And it's as if it never happened. You know? right. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, so let's do one more of these. And then uh, if you guys want to, Moff will be doing his show on stereo. You guys oh, you got to check out Moff, everybody. He yeah, is you can hop freaking, in with Moff on He's on like stereo. the oracle. <laughs> he's not going to put up with your bullshit, though, either. Uh, yeah. I think Rich is a little nice sometimes. I have to I have to put up a little bit more bullshit on YouTube. Plus, I've, plus I've just gone on my hero's trip, so I'm a little more mellow now. <laughs> I want to come to the next one, Rich. If uh, if they drop the vax mandate for Canada, I'm in. Uh, bro, I got you, man. I got a uh, seat safe for you. You're gonna fucking love it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what we got here. Looking for clarification. Let's do one more personal experience. 
Chris, who do we got here? My live wares. Chris, Chris, Chris. All right, let's let's pull Chris in. Chris, hello, Chris. Put on a fucking shirt, man. Dude, Chris, I'm sorry. I had to get the Chris without a shirt. Like... Chris, what's up, buddy? Um, so first thing I put in there was just like how the red pill kind of made me worse. I think it was more of like I went too far with it. Oh, was that you with the Miguel uh, thing, or was that somebody else? Mm -mm. Okay, I don't so... Think so I was kind of late. Okay. Also, I can't see you because I have my contacts out. I was literally on my way to bed and I saw the live stream hopped in. That's fine. So um, the red pill made things worse for you. So what happened? Um, Just too much of an asshole. You know, obviously, it's kind of like what Waller talks about, like, be a gentleman. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, you still have to maintain that. And I didn't do that at all. And, okay. you know, so you some know chicks like wrong? it, but it's it's like the toxic ones, you know? <clears throat> well. I mean, there's an old saying in the UK that they use when I lived there. You got to be mean to keep, sorry, you got to be mean to keep them keen, you know, is what okay. they would say. And I'm not suggesting mm -hmm. that you want to be mean to women, but women obviously positively respond to guys that are, that, that, that have tuned into their inner asshole, if you know what I'm saying. So can yeah, you give me an example of the sort of stuff that you do? it's not for the sake of being an asshole, though, right, Rich? I mean, it's no, because no. you are communicating that you have other options. Correct. So, you know, to the point of your last text with that um, thing where it kind of went sexual and she uh, tried to she shut that down. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, she might argue that, oh, you know, recent convert was just being an asshole. Like, he just wanted to talk to me about sex sort of thing, right? Like, that's what I'm talking about. But that but that works, right? Like, there's a positive response mechanism to guys that, that don't put up with shit. That's all that it really boils down to. So, yeah, you want to be a gentleman. You know, you obviously need to be that guy. But at the same time, you've got boundaries that need to be respected. And if the boundaries are broken, then there's consequences to that. Sometimes it's a soft neck. Sometimes it's a talk. You know, whatever. Well the most recent issue I had with it where I kind of like realized I might've gone too far was more of like a, like the texting thing. Cause I was busy. I have work. I work, I like get up at four 30, mm -hmm. get out at four gym, you know, make my food, do all my shit. It's like, go to bed. So like, I don't really have time to text her all day, but she was mad. Mm -hmm. And I let her know beforehand, like, I'm not going to text you all day. I don't have time for that. That's bullshit. Like I'm not your texting buddy. I'm not, you know? Right. And, uh, so what's wrong with that? Like it, and I was like, okay, whatever, next. Right, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, she needs to know that you're not available throughout the day to be her little beta and waiting to answer her bullshit. Exactly. Right? You're yeah. on a grind, you're on a purpose, you have shit to do, right? Now, I mean, is she is she texting you like 50 times in a day or is it like one, one text in the afternoon? Like, hey, Chris, how's your day going? No, so un initially she was responding like instantly. Like as soon as I would text, she would answer back and I would give her like a little bit, but then, you know, I had shit to do. So I would just, you know, stop texting. So yeah. I think she thought I was playing games or something. So little by little, she started responding less and less. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up going on a date because I like FaceTimed her randomly. It was just like good timing. She's like, okay, sure, whatever. I have nothing else going on. So Wait, so is this a plate or just someone you're trying to get to plate status? Someone I was trying to get to plate status. Okay. So that's also a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Women like to do that, though. I mean, they like if they don't like your behavior, like they try to mimic it to sort of try to punt and do some quotations to punish you, yeah. you know, because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. 
this yeah, is this is one yeah. of the things that annoys me to no end with fucking women, right? Like they think that you know men and women are exactly the same, and if he does something, then I have then I have to do it. The best way to handle that, Chris, is just like, hey, um, gotta run, but I'll talk to you later, you know, sort of thing, and that's it. And and just let her know that you're not available, like you're not glued to your phone. Well, but there's also another element here. If if you were trying to get her to plate status, <laughs> then. Uh, there's definitely a concept of just texting too much, too often, too much before the first date. Yeah, and he knows that too. If you haven't gotten them on a date yet, you should not be having extended text conversations with these girls, right? Because then you're just setting up weird expectations. Yeah. You need to get them to date and just to the date, and then decide from there if you're going to keep going. And then once you're sp spinning, the text game changes a little bit. But you don't, and once you're spinning, you don't want to always be responding instantly they need to not be trained to expect a response because what's going to happen on a you know on a tuesday where they text you at eight and you're out smashing another plate and then that you don't you know like if that's the first time you've never replied back oh why didn't you reply what, what were you doing like you, you want to train them to have some patience too once yeah. you've gotten them to plate status okay makes sense yep yeah all right thanks man awesome thanks see you bud thanks chris all right. Um, we should probably wrap it up because it's uh, yeah, this it's was fun, the right? minute mark. It was it was kind of like a casual talk. So I so I really enjoyed this. It looks like the guys. I mean, hey guys, if you enjoyed it, let me know in the the comments. I usually check them, you know, the next morning real real quick, especially from the channel members. Um, let me just pull you out because I know that you're gonna head soon. But um, I got a bunch of other people waiting here. Sorry guys, you, you got to come in early. <laughs> you got to come in early. Um, just give me a sec. I just got to do the, uh, outro stuff with the channel sponsorship. So just over the shoulder, where's my Grondike? There we go. Over the shoulder, we've got, uh, the channel sponsor, Tactical Soap and Beard Oil. Uh, you can go check them out if you just go to coopersoap.com. It's pheromone infused, handmade stuff. They've got a whole bunch of new scents. Beard oil stuff is bomb. I've been using it for a while. That's, that's how you get the dope beard. All right. Uh, you check it with coupon code Cooper, you get 10% off. And um, I should also hit out to my, move that. So down over here is the link to the Unplugged Alpha store, unpluggedalpha.com. Um, there's a link to the book that the podcast is obviously based on. You can go to Amazon, pick it up on Kindle, Print, and Audible. There's also the supplement line. Um, I mentioned earlier that I am that I have put on some weight, so... I'm going, you know, for my own stuff and I got to make sure I get all slim and trim for the springtime because the snow is going to start to melt soon. So check that out. Uh, and again, if you guys want to continue the conversation, Moff is um, on Stereo. Just go to Stereo.com or download the app and then search for Moff, M-O-F-F, and uh, he'll take care of you guys from here on out for the after show. Uh, I'll be back next Monday, as always, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come in early if you got questions. And uh, I got a bunch of other videos coming out this week, so stay tuned. I publish a whole bunch of stuff. So I uh, hope you guys have an awesome one, and we'll see you guys later. Peace out.